Hello, and welcome to episode number 208 of the Nerpro podcast. We were off for like two weeks. This was supposed to happen last week, uh, but uh, I ran into some health and mental issues, uh, mostly health issues, last week, so we couldn't actually record anything. So we held off, uh, but uh, because we held off, we have a double-wide episode this week. A uh, lot of stuff that we're talking about. Uh, just uh, really quickly, uh, before we get into this episode, I uh, just wanted to let you guys know, uh, as always, if uh, anyone is out there listening, please tell your friends, tell your friends to tell their friends. Uh, if you have any opinions, even if they're negative opinions, uh, leave them uh, on our, uh, our Apple Podcasts. Uh, or, uh, you know, hit us up at uh, nerdproquo at gmail.com, at nerdproquo on Twitter. I uh, would always love to know whether anyone is still listening. Uh, what you are hearing in the background is another song off of uh, Spanish Love Songs, Brave Faces, everyone. I've been obsessed with this album ever since New Year's. Uh, this is probably the last time you're going to hear a song from it. I, I don't want to put too much of the album out uh, basically for free, and even though I'm talking over... Uh, most of it, uh, I just, you know, I love this album. I've been throwing it at everyone who will listen to it. It is fantastic. It's not only, it's not the only album that has come out, uh, in, uh, you know, last year that was great. And also there were, there's one or two that have come out this month. We have not really discussed music on this podcast really that much recently, but, uh, there's going to be, uh, just uh, some more of that coming, uh, and uh, you know what? I'm going to put this out there just because I want it out in the universe. Uh, there, We are working on uh, some new things. I am working on some new things, so I'm just going to come out and say this. Uh, there should be a comic book coming out from uh, us, the collective, uh, the royal us, and by the royal us, I mean by me. Uh, but it'll be uh, uh, basically I'm going to be released through Nerproco uh, as a production company. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that the first issue of that will be out uh, late spring, early summer. I'm saying that because we are in January now and I know that the art is going to take forever. So, yeah, uh, hopefully the first issue or maybe the first two issues of that will be out uh, by late spring, early summer. So, yeah, there's some other stuff that may or may not be happening uh, on the horizon as far as the podcast itself, uh, the website, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's just uh, all that other stuff uh, I, I'm not going to talk about just because uh, I have found that if I try and talk about them, uh, then uh, a lot of times it doesn't happen, so I'm not going to talk about them. But, yeah, uh, there should be a comic book that is going to be coming out from Nerfoquo early spring uh, I sorry I like like yeah early spring maybe early summer I'm not quite sure on that yet uh, more details on that as it develops in the meantime enjoy this episode episode number 208 of the Nerfoquo podcast stay nerdy y'all there we are well hello lovely people I do miss all of you. I, oh, I, I definitely, I, I missed everyone. So, there were so many things, and then How I was so excited. You're, you're good, right? Yeah, I was so excited about last week, and then I was just like, oh god, I can't. I might be either diseased or have a concussion. I can't. 
<laughs> I can't do anything. And that, yeah, now it's, I just uh, took a, a, a snifter of, like, sinus congestion, mm -hmm. the, the up your nose stuff. And that's just in case. I didn't, I don't actually feel anything right okay. now. Um, but I'm like right in the time period where, this is a weird way to start the podcast. You normally feel something? Or? Uh, it, it was, it's because of the weather, it's been, was bad the past couple of days. And I'm right, like right around when we're starting right now is right around when the meds would start to wear off. And then like I get like a headache and yeah. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't feel that, but it's like, you know what, let me just take it early, just in case, and I have, like, acetamiafib handy, <laughs> in case, uh, because I'm out of the actual, like, combo meds, uh, I finished those, but I was just like, and I'm doing the neti pot, basically the neti pot. Oh, is, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't, yeah. It is, so, my sister described it, it as, wow, it's, 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 so good. it's very effective, but it's, my sister had a great she was just like it's like gently waterboarding yourself is basically what it is it's so and it's gross it's so gross I know. it's I so just... gross <laughs> it's so effective and but so gross many pots are right there with fingers in eye in terms of yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly I just... yeah <laughs> i start i start crying like i start tearing up just because it's just it just feels wrong but then it feels great afterward. <laughs> it yeah, feels completely you. wrong while you're doing it. But I know my sister uses it, and it's like a production. And when she does use it, but like nothing works like it, man. Yeah, it's super helpful, and I'm basically for the duration of the winter because I, I kind of get a version of this every winter. Mm -hmm. And for a little while, I just thought it was. Uh, I thought I was, like, just getting a cold or something. And then I was like, well, the fact that it's every year. And then I pointed out to the... Like, I told the doctor, like, basically what I do for a living. I was like, so basically, you're outside in the cold. And you're around dogs and pet dander. So basically, you just hyper-stress your sinuses as a job. That wasn't the way he phrased it, but it was just like... And it's when he said that, I was just like... And he's like, yeah, you might want to look into getting a neti pot. Oh, okay. Because it's just just the being out outside all the time, and then when you come inside, like, you're close contact with dogs who get into yeah. all kinds of things. It's just like, yeah, you just your sinuses are just being, like, battered on a regular basis. So it was just like, no wonder. And it's like, I was like, in the, in the winter, it's like only in the winter. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, <laughs> your sinuses are, like, kind of sensitive, and you're just beating the shit out of them <laughs> as a job. I was like, okay. Yeah, now, you know, because we're wearing masks, it's not like you're getting a lot of fresh air. To That's the other thing is that it's it's being, sinuses. yeah, it's basically all in, yeah, I'm not getting as much, like, airflow. That's the other part of it. Although, whenever it is in cold weather, I, I get, like, the running, you know, I have the, like, perma post-nasal drip, drip. You know about this. Um, uh, so yeah, basically neti potty, neti potty, neti pot. Uh, that's the one you stick up your butt so that it flushes out your insides. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a acetaminophen. Yeah. Um, in terms of something I've 
Speaking of things that have improved my lifestyle, I mean, I've been very upfront with the fact that my feet are have been gross for a long time. Like, my <laughs> heels crack and they tear my pants because they're just like, it's just disgusting. 2020, I decided to give myself a weekly pedicure. Just like, just scrape that shit off with pumice stone. And my God, I just feel so much better. Dude. It's fair. I, and I apply I'm, like coconut oil on my feet every day just to moisturize it. I'm like, I've just been depriving myself of all coconut these Coconut oil is, it doesn't, so as far as like the, here's the thing, uh, as far as like the actual health benefits, like internally, uh, it's way, 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 way overblown how healthy coconut oil is for actually, like, internally. But for your skin and your hair, it's yeah. fucking fantastic. I, I've <laughs> hair, too? Yeah, your hair as well. Hmm. It's, there's some, this is a whole beauty chat segment. There's some, there's some question about Please whether preach. Like, oh, yeah, coconut oil, like, can for a lot of people, because it just sits on top. It's not, it's not actually penetrating your skin to to moisturize it's just creating a top layer of moisture sure it can't, it can't penetrate deeply the way that like shea butter would penetrate your skin i will raise you on your foot game because well done on you there's a foot cream you can use and i'm telling you eve you're gonna have baby feet after this and it's like five or six bucks on amazon so wait does it like peel everything off like it's not one of those things okay but it is like if you are like it once you like do your foot routine and then you put that on it's gonna like seal in and improve on all the hard work you did please text that to me because i'm I'm looking to elevate my foot game because it feels great right now just like weekly just taking care of my foot i just like i feel Sometimes I just sit down on the couch and just relax and just feel like so much stress has just been scraped off my body. Scraped off your body. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, wow. Uh, Even better than like a neck massage. It's like, wow. You know, and I just need to do that more. Are you using like a foot rasp and a file? You you say things that I don't understand. (laughs) I only know pumice stone because that's what they had on at CVS or Rite Aid. Eve, for like a $20 investment, I'm going to send you like three things you need and you're going to look at your feet now and be like, you crusty bastards, because there's another level. I have to do it every week because I noticed that like my my heels just like get hardened and I don't know what I'm doing because I'm, I'm literally sitting at home all the time. I'm not on my feet. So I just, it's kind of forcing see, me to see, do this. the on entire Almost the except for like the exact center of my foot and the entire bottom and most of the top of my foot is that. Really. But but keep in mind like I I couldn't Ooh. actually I don't think I could do what you're doing because it would actually end up hurting my feet. Really? Because I'm on, I'm on my feet too much. It's it's callous. It's just full oh. of callous. Yeah yeah. Have um, you tried doing anything about that? I mean, I the have, internet needs to know because we need. To, this is about self care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so here's the thing um the stuff that to actually make my feet feel better uh 
is like that stuff is good but as far as like and periodically i i like i'll file down or clip there's a, a part on my big toe that like gets kind of uh irritating but other than that it's yeah it's just callous and if i actually like pumice that down i'd be so uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> like I, I actually even I, after soaking it for a while and it still would hurt because I find that when I soak my it's feet, not that it would it, no 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 it would it's not it would hurt once I started walking on it again really oh well it's it's the same principle between uh as if you were a guitar player and you were like if you uh like you can moisturize your hands mm -hmm. But you can't really do anything. You, like you can't. You shouldn't do anything that like files down like the actual calluses or anything like that because of, you know that's the thing that's actually like protecting the rest that. of your yeah. food foot from being injured. Okay. So I do some like management of stuff, but that's like yeah. There's only so much. Okay. Um, and occasionally on some of my smaller toes, uh, the toenail pops off. <laughs> it's just just the whole thing just pop pops off. So you know that's just a. Well, that was a lot of information. Yeah. Um, and I sent you, Eve, three links. Okay. And you're going to use the rasp, use the file, use the cream. All right. And then pass out. You're going to wake up the next morning, look at your feet, and be like, God damn. I mean, I, I've started a... I, I'm going to listen to people. If you guys... Have ways to help me elevate my foot game. I'm going to listen because I. And it's a need that. it's like a minimal investment. It's like all none of these things are too much money. And you'll yeah. be starting the year off with your best foot forward. everyone. You're not allowed on the rest of the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're replacing you with Charlie now. I don't care what we talk about. <laughs> you see, people, this is what we have to deal with. Rich um, and his shitty puns. You know, you know, it's, never you, know you know, it's also the thing. I, I have no idea how to transition into the rest of the stuff we're supposed to talk. Listen, let's, all right, let's, just, let's just. I think for Charlie's sake, she just needs to. She she just needs to forget what Rich has just did to violate her ears. So let's. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you were into WandaVision, Charlie. Um, what? I was surprised that you got into WandaVision. Um, because you're not much of a nerd. Uh, but yeah, oh my gosh. I, Shit, this I show has been... Up, she's picking up every just about every Easter egg as we're watching. She's like, oh, Hydra. Uh, wait, is that a Stark? I'm like, who are you? You know who I'd like to also congratulate? Agent Wu for actually finally make, doing a magic trick. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, he finally did it. He did do. He did it. I just, mean... I mean, that's do we do we want to start from the first episode and go forward, or start from the most? Yeah, let's episode? let's go forward. Let's start from the beginning. Start yeah. from the beginning. Uh, so I have to admit that the first episode, like I knew what was coming, but the first episode was there were parts of it that were a little bit of a slog for me because I was like, I understand the genre, like the time period they're doing, but I was just like, I. I I, I had to fast forward really? one or two places there. Yeah. What? The first and the Why? second episode, I just... I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but there were one or two parts where I was just like, okay, you know what I think it was? It was just like, I get the get... I get the gag. 
how are we are what else are we doing you know what I mean and the first episode really felt to me like okay I get the gag what's how how is this moving a larger story forward which I felt like they didn't actually get to until the second episode I appreciated that they were taking a slow burn approach. Sure. You know, and you kind I think you actually kind of have to sit with the fact that this is such a supposedly idyllic world for a little bit of time and you have to understand well because I think that that is what makes you start to think, well why are we here? What what what's going on that we're here? Why would, why would somebody who can create realities be compelled to either create or be part of this kind of reality? And, and we don't actually it. know that until way later episodes, which is interesting. I'd be curious to go back and watch the first episode now, knowing that for sure. I mean, I kind of thought from the beginning because I was like if you have a power that allows you to create and alter reality then I don't I don't know what's motivating I don't know what's motivating the creation of this world but I have to assume that you are some that, that Wanda is somehow part of its creation maybe she's doing it all by herself maybe somebody is forcing her but it, 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 to me, it was just like very obvious from the beginning. That's her power. Yeah, I got, I got that part. It was just like, I don't know, like the, the maybe it's a time period that they were, you know, 50s sitcom, which I don't have anything against. There are some 50s sitcoms that I like. I mean, I, it, it was, that's kind of like the appeal. I knew from what they were trying to promote of this show that they were just gonna like skip like genres, you know, sure. each episode. But out for the first few episodes, I'm like, I was locked in. I grew up loving Bewitched and I Dream of Genie, and this the vibes that this episode, the, those the first few episodes gave me was just like amazing. It's like is me being teleported back to being like a kid watching those uh, reruns of those shows. I loved it. I knew it was going to build up to something, and I knew that they're going to take time to explain, you know, the backstory of what's going on. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I, I think exactly that feeling that you had is why you why they made us sit in in that space sure. for two episodes, right? Like these are those are sitcoms where like you know there's no problem that can't get resolved in 30 minutes and everything feels good and safe and warm and you know everything is possible and it's and i was like that's what made me start to to think like there's you don't pick that kind of a setting for no reason sure so what so what so what is underneath that? And then, of course, you know, knowing that we saw Vision pass away in the, in the you know, movies, to see him still functioning, I'm like, okay, well, something... This is about making yourself feel good. Yeah, this, yeah. this is all about just, like, you know, healing or trying to cope with some sort of trauma um, that has been unaddressed. Uh, now, 
in the MCU movies, I mean, we've we don't know that much of a backstory on Wanda Maximoff, but the reason why I was so hooked in is that not only do I love those shows, I I'm sure Jamie read this. I know her character from the comics. She's always been a very emotionally compromised character. Yeah. Up and down, easily manipulated. Um, and just like knowing the elements of the comics that Disney's pulling from, I'm like, oh shit. I can't wait to see what's going on. I remember you mentioning that it may be that she could be imprisoned. I for I for one has been going with a mindset that maybe she's not in prison, that she is possibly going to be one of the villains, the main villain. Obviously, I feel I feel that there's another player involved um, that I guess they alluded to in episode four. You know, the the missing person that an agent is trying to look for. Um, but I feel that in my heart of hearts that somehow she will become a villain in this and yeah. that the agents are gonna figure out a way to go toe to toe with her well i mean you know and i think i think that's right that she i mean we already from you know i don't know if we're like sort of skipping around you know in the timeline but what we know from the most current episode is that she is a villain she's kidnapped people to create this world that's yeah she's basically like up. imprisoned is basically holding an entire town hostage uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and like redrawing a map, like she effectuated, you know, street signage and like town signage that, that for a town that like does not exist, and you know, created a force field that prevents people from being able to get in. So, it, so I think it's assumed that everybody who's in that space is being held captive and made to play in this world. And I'm like, well. She's already a villain. We don't know how far, how much further she'll go, but she's already a villain for doing that. Like yeah. kidnapping a town is not good, not good credentials. Kidnapping, wiping beekeepers off the face of the map, uh, yeah. just because she didn't like what they represented, which is something that's foreign to her. She has a lot of power, and then the fact that you introduce kids into the mix where she is uh she's now created children that she loves a lot she is really i'm really curious as to whether the children are real or not (laughs) tooth and nail to keep this false reality going i also not for nothing you get a little uh you even got this in like uh you know, Captain America Civil War and they kind of alluded to their relationship, Vision and Wanda's relationship, but you don't really have enough time to establish it uh, in the movies or to care about it, really, in the movies. Uh, But you get to, at least on Wanda's side, that, like, their connection is really, at least her connection to him is really deep-setted. And you can even see, like, in Captain America Civil War, like, Vision's sweater, there's some element of their relationship that, like, he is fulfilling, like, I, I, I might be reading into this, but it, you can definitely kind of see it that, like, it starts in a 50s sitcom. 
that like there is something that she is projecting onto him or that she wanted or needs vision to be which is like I you know this kind of relationship like ideal uh not to mention just him still kind of being vision but like the 50s like he's a he's aware that he's like an android but like that was for me the the most fun parts of those episodes (laughs) especially uh he has a gum in his works so it makes him act like he's drunk like there's just little little things like that that i really appreciate like i I would say like for me in those early it's inappropriate for tv shows to display drunkenness yeah uh, I I have to say that like at least in the early episodes, the first two episodes especially, I would say that like uh, it was kind of a kick watching Paul Bettany like be Vision and be Vision in a kind of weird, yeah, like funny. I don't get what's going on. <laughs> I don't completely get what's going on. Uh, yeah, it was. It was very, yeah. That part was a lot of fun. What did you guys think about Catherine Hong's character, Agnes? I mean, first of all, I love Catherine Hong. Two, is she part of all of this? Or, I don't know. I find that she's sketchy. If you watch, so the the most recent episode, when we discover that everybody in the town, in, in Wanda's reality, is basically somebody who's been kidnapped. There's two people who don't appear on the board, and it's Agnes and Dottie. Agnes is on the board. They're both. They're both on the board. I think Agnes does not have a. She does not have an ID card. Everyone else does. Yeah. Everyone has a state ID except for Agnes. Agnes and uh, his buddy, his next door neighbor. Oh, that. Guy. Are the two people who see, especially from the third episode? who seem to be uh, marginally aware that they're being held captive. Uh, whether more comes out of that, and we'll see in later episodes, but they're, they definitely, especially you, you get the feeling in the third episode, that like either they're glitching a little bit. Catherine Hong seems to know a, like, a little bit in that later point. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think in that third episode, you, everyone's a little bit, uh, the doctor who, who isn't going on vacation, I think they're all slipping. The later in the time periods they get, the, uh, they start to slip a little bit. They start to wear off. Yeah, well, you know what the other thing too is, we don't really have a sense of how long they've been held captive. And I would imagine that like... I would wonder if something about Wanda's glitches, like when she has these moments of awareness where she's like, something isn't correct, when Vision has these moments of awareness, I would wonder if that somehow depletes the ability to keep the world going. And in those spaces, it allows other people to sort of not be under the spell and maybe hold on to that idea. I think we do have a time frame as to how long they've been captured. I mean, based on... Uh, episode four, Rambo was came back, and she went back on the field three weeks later. 
So yeah. I think this is happening within three weeks of everyone. Three weeks to of Endgame. Yeah. Of Endgame. Yeah. So they've been. Shit. That's about like probably like a month at most. A month at that most that they've all been. Yeah. Uh, also, I just thought of this. People don't start really start to the other people of town. You don't get the feeling that they know necessarily what's going on. Uh, until the later episodes, and I think that might be because as it shifts from so like the '50s sitcom is the most is the simplest c- construct for Wanda to maintain, and then once it starts to get more complicated, now she has the babies and everything. I think that also might have something to do with it. Like the more complicated the world she has to maintain of that town, the more she can't like remain like keep a tight hold on it and that's why you see people kind of slipping um in that even in the kind of in the second episode but it definitely in the third episode and of course in when they zoom out to this most recent episode which is so cool <laughs> what do you guys think about the most recent episode uh, I, that was where everything happened man I love it. Like, things took a serious turn and i like how they they showed um how things worked from the other side of the fence. Hey, hey, Rich, can you come closer? <laughs> He's cooking. Oh, you're currently He's cooking. Making, okay, I'm making, sorry. I can't see that from where I am. <laughs> He's making pico de gallo. I got you. I'll move the, I'll no, move the, right, right. I'll move the computer a little closer to him. It's it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I did. I couldn't actually see. Like I knew you were doing that, but I couldn't actually like visually see what you were doing. Uh, no, I like that. I like the, the latest episode of it. It just it shows uh, how that it, it basically finally reveals what was going on from the other side of the fence, and we got to learn a little bit more about Sword. And because I I had a lot of questions about like whether they were they were they had good in, in, intentions or were they were antagonists. Like did they have my big question was that was Wanda being held captive by sword for whatever reason and she was being forced to create this world um, so I mean now now I mean this was a lot of information being dumped on this episode oh, so. fuck you you got that's another statement I mean they <laughs> There, they did answer a few questions. You know, Wanda is not captive. Yeah. By any sword, at the very yes. least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but they, and then, let's start out from, like, the beginning. So, at the beginning, she is blipped back. And then, not just her, everyone else, the moment, I guess, the Hulk snaps his fingers. Yeah. And we've always been led to believe that people just come back peacefully, like, it was nothing, but just like all hell breaks loose in this uh, hospital where yeah. you, the hospital is now overrun with new patients, new visitors who have no idea what's going on. Monica Rambeau has been, was blipped the moment her mother, Maria Rambeau, was getting treated for cancer. And she just comes back realizing that she lost her mom after like yeah. three years. So it was so many things just in that. So not only are we kind of taken out of the the universe of like the WandaVision show, 
were like taken way out to find out like number one the fact that it turns out that like Geraldine uh, in Wanda's world is Geraldine not only that like she is because we kind of knew because of the little necklace that she was a sh- maybe a member of S.W.O.R.D. but the fact that it turns out that it's Mo- Monica Rambeau uh, the young girl the little girl Captain from Captain Marvel, Marvel that it's that uh, her mom is the one who started S.W.O.R.D. because S.W.O.R.D. is now in the MCU not in the comics but in the MCU it's the organization that takes over after S.H.I.E.L.D. just becomes sort of not a thing. Uh, Although S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of still exists in the MCU, it's just it exists in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, and it's like a much... It's not the same thing. Yeah, S.W.O.R.D. is basically... uh, It is S.H.I.E.L.D., but for space. Um, Yeah, and just the fact that, like, they have... We have the blips of people coming back uh, but we never actually in the movies got to... We got a little bit of that in Spider-Man Fi- Far From Home. That uh, was played for a more comedic For effect. comedic, yeah. Uh, here but it's li- a little more grounded and more horrifying. Yes. You know, as people are coming back where, you know, hospital workers are overwhelmed and people realizing that they, I guess in Monica's case, have lost loved ones during that time. Yeah, it's you get the idea that, that the people coming back might be almost just as traumatizing as the people getting snapped away. Which is what we have in Infinity Wars, everyone getting snapped away. And in this we got like oh that's also a problem, everyone coming back five years later. <laughs> and Jamie will probably know this. The close up of Monica when she's blipped back together, does that re- make you remind you of the issue of House of M, of a close-up of Scarlet Witch being deconstructed towards... Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That, I mean, even if when it's... When I saw this, like, wow, that is very eerily similar to that issue. Yeah. And the fact that, like, Wanda is now has created her own world after people got blipped back, like, and she was one of the people who got blipped back, so this, it gives you the idea that maybe this the show, one of the undercurrents of the show is kind of people de- how people deal with the trauma of being back. Um, yeah, also just seeing... Oh, God, why can't... I had his name, and then his name disappeared. The guy who plays the FBI agent. Uh, Jimmy Ward. No, the, a- the actor. Uh, Randall Park? Park. Randall Park. Randall Park. I don't know why I was drawing a... I love Randall Park so much. <laughs> he, he and Kat Dennings. And Kat Dennings, know, yeah. Great. I'm, I'm glad that she's back in the MCU fold. Uh, but yeah, they were great together, you know, with their chemistry, you know, trying to solve the puzzle of this town. And also just making, like, stuff... A lot of the stuff that happened earlier in the, in the season just makes, like, the radio... You realize that was him on the radio. Uh, the fact that it's a TV show, like that they kind of make and the scenes that you see earlier in the season of someone watching them on the television is like oh that's because they and if you pay attention to the whiteboard they have the same damn questions we've been asking ourselves why tv shows why hexagon you know is this a new it's like all of those questions we've been asking ourselves they're kind of trolling us by putting those questions on those boards as well it's it was just like one of those and it makes total sense that it's like the, the fourth episode of the season that all of a sudden we're leaving the WandaVision world, at least for 
most of the episode. I was just like, oh wow, they just and someone who appreciates just efficiency of right, like there's just so much they stuffed. Like I was originally one of those people who was like, I'm a little bummed that they're only like twenty something minutes long. They put so much into like twenty four minutes in that fourth episode. Uh that I wish these episodes were longer. I really do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, wish, I I want more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I I like how they they show how um things from the real world uh change into the context of the sitcom. So for example, when they they bring the drone yeah. into that into the water into uh, what do you call it West um, Westview. No Westview Westview. And it becomes the the helicopter, or the guy in the hazmat suit when he goes under on, in the sewer and comes out, it becomes the bee, the beekeeper. So it it, it, it change, the the elements change into the context of the world that Wanda has created. Now what's going on here? Because when she was powerful in Endgame, but she was not this powerful. Yeah. What happened? You know that gave. I mean. Kat Denning's character mentioned cosmic magnetic background radiation. She has power, but this is completely new. So there's a couple of things that I and I'm literally just thinking of this now. Um is so uh Wanda could always make people even from like Captain America uh from Agent Ultron. She could make people see things that weren't there, and she could move stuff with her mind. Uh, but this scale, and especially the fact that her powers are now kind of that weird, like, uh, uh, reality warping. Red, 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 the red, oh. makes me think that uh, something. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do this, but. Uh, the power of the infinity, if you're thinking of this from... This is me wildly speculating, by the way. But it wouldn't surprise me if this is what it was. Just the nature that Wanda's powers are red. What she's doing looks kind of like the reality stone. The energy from the infinity stones, even after the snap, has to go somewhere. Uh, but she has... her The scale of The her source power. of her power came from the mind stone. Yes. If you look at Age of Ultron. Yes. But she never got in contact with any of that reality. This is something new. Yeah. I mean, this radiation was never present yeah. at all in any of the earlier Avengers movies. Something's happened that has jacked up her powers to... Yeah. Am I, am I misremembering? You guys would know better. But it felt like as she went along through each of the movies she got more powerful like when she you know when she she had a certain amount of power then her brother died and she was like hell fucking nah right she entered that showdown real fiery right because there was something about her working through the anger and hurt and grief and i wouldn't i would wonder if this is some part of like her what she is doing... That, that is, trauma is, ratchets up her powers? Is, is, right. Is like yeah, it's I can see that. The trauma and the pain that she's experiencing. 
that could be it. Because like vision was all that she like vision was all that she had left. She felt happy and safe and warm, and she's you know created a world where she feels happy and safe and warm, and nothing bad can ever happen because these classic sitcoms, nothing really terrible ever happens. And she gets to be with Vision. And I think it's got to be hard. Like, she forces the world, I find, to continue to continue existing even harder in moments where Vision starts to identify that he doesn't think something is right. She'll fast forward. She'll have him rewind and, and say something over again anytime that he's sort of saying, I don't think everything is quite correct here. Yeah, it's also interesting that it I mean one of the more creepy scenes in this and I don't know if it's because she's just seeing it that way or if no, she's, it's, or she's it's creepy it's, it's, she's literally like which is also when you think about it just a ridiculous amount of power is she's basically got a dead vision corpse android body that she's basically her powers are puppeting around like he's still alive. It's weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. Either. Which, I, like I said, I don't know if that's, like, when she saw him as, like, the crack thing, if that's just her. Or if she's literally just, like, propped him up and he's... That is him. I think yeah. that's his actual corpse that she's able to change his appearance to make him look normal. Sure. For her own comfort level. Well, see, but that's what makes me think, like... When you're think when I, when I was thinking about like how ratchet it up like that she's actually like altering reality itself uh, makes me think that like uh, maybe there's some connection to like in, like Infinity Stone powers not not necessarily that like she's I mean, got she's the Infinity Stone that for, because I mean she has a portion of that same thing with uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I mean they both their powers are from those artifacts. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they've, I guess you know. I mean her original her original it. powers are from the Mind Stone, but that doesn't mean that like post blip, like that's what I mean. Like so in the comic books, like you could destroy the infin, but it's like an energy you can't destroy the energy. Energy can't be destroyed; it can only be like transferred to somewhere else, yeah. which means that like. Uh, makes me theorize that, like, you got rid of the Infinity Gems. That doesn't mean that the actual thing, like, the qualities that those gems in inhabit go away. Time doesn't go away yeah. because the Time Stone goes away. The ability to travel through space doesn't disappear because, uh, you know, or the, to manipulate people's minds doesn't go away because the Mind Stone got destroyed. Uh, the, you know, you could argue that the her ability to alter reality might be like the universe's response to her being blipped back and the actual reality stone not being around anymore, uh, which is like I said, that could be a way to go. It could just be like a rea her reaction to trauma is that her her, her powers just this show I mean jack up. Charlie was was correct in terms of like you know anger or trauma could be the thing where the reason why that i got really excited about this is that once you introduce if she's able to do this because of her dead boyfriend imagine children and yeah. i know and i'm thinking about like 
what's going to happen with the MCU five, ten years down the road. And I'm just seeing this as maybe this is going to be the stepping stone to the X-Men. You know, and considering the amount of energy that she is exuding on this planet, maybe that's where you start to introduce, like, greater planetary uh, enemies like Galactus, and you get the need for the Fantastic Four to be created. I, I'm thinking that this is a show that Marvel is using to launch further franchises that gets you, my you know it's the, the other the other thing there is uh did you read the rumor that they're bringing quicksilver back but it's not it's not the quicksilver from the actor is not the quicksilver from ultron it's the quicksilver from the x-men movies like i read a thing that like it's probably going to be for the um doctor strange movie isn't it maybe but there's I mean, it, like that would make sense for the Doctor Strange because he's supposed to be it's supposed to be parallel universes, and they sure. could definitely use that Quicksilver. That'd be funny. Yeah, but also like there, I I don't know like the fact that she's brought back Vision, and her powers are scaling up, like makes me think it's just like, okay, well, at some point she might try and bring back her brother because she already is someone has brought up her brother. Or like she just kind of remembers her brother. That's and the where the children is. Oh, and they're twins. That's they're why children, they're, twins. they're twins. Yeah. And I I've read somewhere that young Avengers are kind of like hope potentially these kids could definitely become young Avengers where they both have parallel powers to Wanda and her brother. One of the twins has speed powers and the other twin has weird powers like her. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing that she's somehow pumping in the relationship between her and her brother to these two children that she has right now and recreating I mean, them. I, I don't know. Does she wind up having children in the comics? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, for yeah. the X-Men. Yes. She does. She creates... I, I read that like in, in the comics the, the, the two... Her, her twin kids are actually not real in the in the comic book that i'm re referring to that i'm 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 guessing that marvel may be uh, uh referencing she creates an alternate earth or recreates the earth in her own image where she and her brother are running the show and she does have twins and they try to tell her that she is imagining things and i think there are other uh, avengers uh, episodes where she imagines herself having children with vision. Yeah, well. there's all kind like her it's one of those things where like her powers were so weird and nebulous in the comic books originally and then you you pile the fact like magic on top of that uh which still makes me think that this might connect a little bit to I mean they they might have had to change some of the schedule of that just because of, you know, covid. Uh but this show might still be connecting to the Doctor Strange movie because, like, yeah, like, when I brought up, like, an Infinity Definitely. Stone, the power of, like, the Reality Stone, it's just, like, it's just, it's so, the, the level of her powers now is, like, so big that something, I like, yes, she is uh, controlling everything, but something, like, I have a feeling something else is going on. Yeah, like I, I can't. I, 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 I think because.
because this is a pat this is a, a display of her powers that we've never seen before that she's got to be getting assisted somehow or somebody's manipulating her somehow and I don't like I mean I love Katherine Hahn as an actress I don't trust her as a character <laughs> she, you know what I mean there's I'm like she's there's something else here with her maybe she because I think Katherine Hahn could have been I don't know I'm trying to see if this show could tie into the Doctor Strange movie where maybe Catherine Hahn's character is some sort of like magical being like a Mephisto yeah. or well, something like that well, and then somehow she uses that person to gain power to get her boyfriend back to get Vision back and then it was uh, I think a little too much for her to handle and then all of, all hell has broken loose but I but, think that she's possibly magical the, maybe but, but if you see like the preview even from the previews of the show itself there's a scene where like she like leans out of a window and is just like Ask Vision, it's like you're an Avenger, right? I think actually Catherine Hahn is someone who is, who got stuck in that. The reason why you don't see her ID is because she's not someone who was actually who was actually living in that town. She just got stuck there. Uh, but like, is she a citizen? If she's a citizen, she would have some sort she of. She was having an idea. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see in later episodes. I don't know. But and also that that scene that scene from the preview which was like you're an Avenger you'll you'll save us right might just be her like manipulating. Is there any rhyme or reason to like where you come back after the blip? What no you go you come back exactly where you disappeared. Yeah, exactly where you disappeared. Yeah. So maybe she's somebody who got blipped and that at all this time ago, and she's coming back to Jamie's point. She's coming back, like, where she happened to be. That's why her and the next-door neighbor kind of know. Kind of know. But, I don't know. You, you, there's a whole, there's still a whole bunch of questions, which which is good, because it means that they haven't, like, answered yeah. everything. Like, who the fuck is a- Agent Wu's, the person that they're trying to find? The, you know, the witness protection guy. The witness protection, protection, protection guy. Yeah. And... Uh, Which could, boss could very possibly be one of those two people. Is a white guy, so I'm assuming he's going to be a bad guy. He's <laughs> turn on. I, no, I swear. He <laughs> looks like he's going to try to screw her over somehow. Yeah. Um, like, how do you get, like, this new, your agent who's been out of action for five years, and you just happen to dump her in front of Wanda, uh, Wanda yeah. Maximoff? It just, like, it makes no sense. I don't know. I don't trust him. I don't trust yeah, him. Yeah, I don't trust him either. He's a he's he's too nice. Yeah. He was too nice. <laughs> oh, he uh, was right. He's great. Let's 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 uh, let's look at him with with some scrutiny. <laughs> yeah. But I just I love that they've just taken smaller side characters from the mm-hmm. movies and just like giving them like central roles. Rambo, Cat Dennings' character, uh, Randall Park. It's like. These are like, you know, B level yeah. characters finally getting their shot. Yeah. Uh Do we have any reason to distrust Sword? Uh generally speaking so here's the thing. None of the sketchy people who are part of Sword or like people who are kind of 
sort of awful people. Not like villainous, but like so the the, the woman who runs sword in the comic books is is morally complicated. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but they do away with that with the show because of the fact that her mother is connected. Yes. And we all yeah. know the mom is an honorable person who tries yeah. to do the right thing. And we all know that Nick Fury is tied to S.W.O.R.D. in the MCU yeah. right now. So, I mean, it seems like this is like the 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 cleaner version the of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they're not being compromised by HYDRA. You know, this is, yeah. these are the good guys. Now, hopefully all of these good guys have the same motive to like protect the planet. Uh, but blonde white dude, I don't know about him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he has ulterior motives. Uh, but I think the organiz- organization itself, I think in the MCU, should be a safe organization. Yeah, I mean, for. he definitely had a vibe where I was just like, mm, I don't know. He, 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 I don't know why I get that same, like, suspicious feeling about him. And it would, it, I just find it, that's where I was just sort of like, I thought you could trust S.W.O.R.D., but I don't trust him. Him, so yeah, but that? think about that. He, for he, it took his her mother to die in order for him to rise in the yeah. ranks. You know how did he get by so fast? I, I don't. I just he just. Well, how, when did he catch. get promoted? When Monica disappeared and her mother died. Yeah, that's well, he mentioned that. You know, then, then who, he and Monica had all of the experience. She had all of the experience, you know, going up into space, going up to all these missions. She grew up in S.W.O.R.D., in this organization. So for him to, you know, jump over her, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I think he's got well, some sketchy... But I think, I mean, he made, he states the case that, like, listen... Y'all were gone, right? Your mother died. You were wherever. Somebody was going to, right? Like, who's supposed to get promoted in her absence then? He basically, he implied that he got appointed after her mother died. Uh, Because, you know. There was nobody else. Yeah. That's what he seems to be implying. But I, I appreciate that there's still a feeling that I have of like, oh, I don't like you, man. I don't trust Yeah, you. he's a little sketchy. Yeah. Um, Probably has a red hat somewhere. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm now, I mean, I was already all in. Now I'm really all in. <laughs> and I can't wait to see the other, the next week's episodes, which I'm assuming is just going to go back to normal where she's what, in the 80s? Yeah, it's going to, they're going to jump to the 80s. Like, uh, what's that show? Wonder. It's not gonna be Wonder Years. Wonder? No. Well, maybe like this Wonder Years. It's not gonna be Wonder Years because Wonder Years technically took place in the sixties. Uh, it's oh, gonna be okay. in eighties. Right. Whatever the eighties, right. it's gonna be like who's the boss and like those. Okay. So it's gonna be eighties sitcoms, uh, which yeah, are, it's gonna be interesting. Saying, Rich was saying that that dude reminded him of Robert Redford's character. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Hydra's still around. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., if, unless Marvel is basically going to act like the seven, what is seven seasons? The seven seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't happen, 
then technically speaking, Shield is still around, but Shield is not what it was when Nick Fury was running it. It's like a lot more under the table and like smaller scale than it was uh, because of what happened in Civil War, and honestly because of what happened in Agents of the whole bunch of seasons of Agents of Shield, like that just gutted <laughs> that as an organization. Uh, yeah, how can you use that organization as the defenders of Earth when they've been easily infiltrated by, you know, Nazis? So you have to start fresh with a better organization yeah. that is more trusted. So what's in interesting is, I mean, it's one of the few things that they kind of did well on, because that show is so uneven, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the show is what S.H.I.E.L.D. became on that show is we don't have the budget, we don't have the, not just because it's a TV show, but like basically the organization, we are doing the best we can uh, with what we have, realizing that basically the world has passed what, basically we, it's, the Avengers didn't deal with it, and now that S.W.O.R.D. exists, like, S.W.O.R.D. is almost, it has to do with, like, extraterrestrials. So they're also dealing with stuff that's, like, larger scale. S.H.I.E.L.D. has become the, uh... FBI? The sort of like the... But it... Kind of like the X-Files of, of the FBI. Is, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the S.W.O.R.D. now is, like, what the X-Files is to the rest of the FBI. It was just like, oh, no one else is going to deal with this. We don't have any superheroes. This isn't large enough that some superhero is going to deal with it. Okay, we'll deal with, we'll deal with it. Um, and also, just like, there was an element, like I said, one of the things that they did kind of well on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., especially the really late season, is uh, no one else is... Everyone is distracted by, you know... Thanos and all of that no one is dealing with these all these that doesn't mean that there aren't a, like because the world has changed because of like superheroes that doesn't mean that there aren't a billion other like a million other things that are happening with, yeah. that need to be handled and that's basically what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to I would I would like to see a better version of that show resurrected on Disney Plus I don't think it's going to happen no, no. because they already did seven seasons of that uh, and oh man, did they try and, <sighs> they really, I've said it before, they, they got hamstrung by the movies, and also the fact that, like, God, they, they had to cling to the fact that I mean, they that still have Inhumans. Agents S.H.I.E.L.D. is just, you know, Disney's way of, like, capitalizing of what, you know, cashing in on the whole Marvel property, but I think whatever's going on right now, they're gonna forget whatever this happened, because yeah. they already have a better vision with like these new shows moving forward on sure Club. so if Although they do they, something similar they may be doing something with shield uh, with sword agents sword and agents, not deal with shield. but they did they did do a very the so it has been conf so putting aside uh wandavision there's a bunch of number one news movie previews and stuff and one of the things that i read that i'm super excited that actually mike uh rich uh rich and as high school friend Mike sent us, is it was confirmed Charlie Cox wrapped his shooting on the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, so, so it's, it's really been confirmed he is in 
the new Spider-Man movie, which means like that, like yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> but it's whether still... he's gonna be Daredevil in the new MCU, but just the fact that like, I mean, what? Listen, do you, is Charlie Cox getting a paycheck somewhere? No. Yeah. They, yeah. They exactly. just need, he needs a job, all right? Yeah. So <laughs> Disney give resurrect Daredevil. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, the one thing that I think Marvel has been smart about some of their stuff, especially like the reaction to Daredevil, is I think they did listen to like Daredevil, the show, was a massive success for them. Uh, the two cast members have been uh, very, two of the cast members have been very vocal about would love to tackle it on if like they were offered Vincent it. D'Onofrio? Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox. Have, Charlie Cox has been less vocal, and I think Charlie Cox has been less vocal because they actually have been yeah. having him do stuff. And he can't talk because it's Marvel Disney, you know. He probably had to, you know, sign one of those, like, massive NDAs that was like, we will murder your children if you reveal any of this. So I think one of the reasons why he's been real quiet is they actually did have him shooting. He just couldn't say anything. Because he was on an ironclad NDA to not say anything. Um, so yeah. That's exciting. Um, all the stuff that's coming out. Uh, HBO premieres. Uh, is super exciting. All the stuff that's coming out for that. Um, I know they just released a movie with uh, with um, with Denzel Washington, and Jared Leto. It's not like it's not. It looks Rami too Malik. weird. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I was it. gonna watch it, and it's I was just like, weird. I didn't. I didn't want to watch a, a crime drama. Honestly, it's the only reason. I love all three of them. Well, I don't, I don't love Jared Leto. Let's, okay, let's let me. Great actor. Don't love him. Den, I love Denzel Washington. I Robbie fucking Malik love awesome. Robbie Malik because I still haven't finished watching Mr. Glassies and Mr. Robot just because it's done. So I know, like, once it's done, there isn't going to be any more. But he was so good on that show that, like... But, I mean, what HBO's doing, at least for 2020, I've been really excited. Uh, 2021? 2021, I mean. Um, the Kong vs. Godzilla, that's the movie that I'm really excited that about. Fun. That looks fun. Uh, I mean, come on. We all know what gets Mr. Antonor really excited. Giant monsters and giant robots. It's like, dude, it's exactly I'm, what I mean. I'm super. I was super excited about King of the Monsters, and then I was just like, more monsters fighting, okay. less everything else. As a result else. of the teaser, I rewatched Godzilla: King of the Monsters. When you fast forward the human yeah, parts, it's fucking I great. Enjoy. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I, I That's what it. I do. I do that too. I do the exact same thing. It's I just watched the monster movie. fights, and it's and it's fucking great. Oh. Hopefully, they learn the lesson. We don't care about the humans. Um, um, and what else are they showing on? I mean, it's like, I, I'm happy. I mean, despite what you guys think, I thought Wonder Woman was a great success, you know, to launch <laughs> wow. it. Um, so, oh, Lord, my I, you know what? Listen, it's a good movie. I, you know, fuck you if you disagree. You're entitled to your own opinion. I'm entitled to mine. Everyone has a stinky asshole. Whatever. <laughs> I think that this is a, it so was a great. We movie. have talked this to death, um, but I, so could because we brought up monsters versus giant robots. Look, there are part I I have now watched at least chunks of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, 
I've now seen the movie, I will say, a total of two and three quarters times. Um, Rewatching it in with the mind frame of Richard Donner's Superman, uh, we already discussed that I don't think it works in a modern, modern context, and even if that was what they were going for, it didn't quite pull it off. It it it's a fun movie. It's not a good movie. I mean, and the reason Pacific why I bring Rim up Giant is a fun movie and a good movie. But listen, Pacific Rim Uprising is a fun movie. It's a god awful movie, but I love it. You know, it's terrible. We all have our taste. Yeah, we all what have our taste. Nineteen eighty four you know. meets the legal requirements to be considered a movie. <laughs> um, and and but I will say. The only thing, like, Rich, I thought, was going to need, like, quiet time in a corner by himself. I, the only thing that made it happy for me is, like, well, I get HBO Max for free, so at least I didn't pay money for this. It helps. there, There are movies, there are movies where, like, if you had to pay money and go through the logistics of, like, taking a shower getting dressed, leaving the house to get to the movie theater on time, buy the movie ticket, buy the food. Yeah, I would have been pissed. They would be pissed. I think I would have been but, substantially more upset, yes, if I had saw it paid to see it in the theater. Um, that being said, it's not bad. I paid, I paid $7 to rent The New Mutants, and that movie was worth exactly $7. <laughs> like, I mean, my point is, you know, I mean... I'm not discounting your opinions. I mean, everyone has their own opinions as to what they like. I'm just saying that it was a great start to, like, at least get people who are stuck at home the ability to watch. I I would agree with that, too. Regardless of, like, how I feel about the quality of the movie itself, as far as, like, a launching pad for, for, like, you know, home viewing... It was it was a success. I would argue that. I mean, because yes. Disney originally started doing Mulan, and you had to pay like what thirty dollars? Yes. To yeah. watch it, I and mean, I think everyone waited because <laughs> you can see it for free. That was that Plus. was dumb. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know how much how will how this will work moving forward in twenty twenty two. Hopefully, we'll be able to go back to the movie theaters at that time. But at least it's giving us an opportunity to watch new shit at least once so so i will say like the preview for kong versus godzilla is super excited uh we have the suicide squad coming out this year that, i'm gonna be excited about we that. have uh matrix. mortal kombat wait matrix matrix is, yeah. is next year i think well, no matrix 4 is uh, scheduled for december for december really of this year yeah. really yeah. and uh and and yeah, mortal kombat's in there. april i'm Gonna Kombat. reserve judgment until I see it. Too. Here's what I'll tell you why I'm excited about Mortal Kombat. No, really. Here's why I'll tell you, and this will make you excited too. It they basically the entire cast is just international martial arts people from Asian movies. Joe Taslam plays Sub Zero. Wait, who? Dude who uh, played the number two guy from uh, in Warrior. The guy from the ring. Oh, he's playing Sub Zero. And if you look at the cast, the rest of the cast. Okay, for, never mind. The rest of the cast right, for Mortal Kombat is isn't is 
guys from the raid. It's guys from those I was, from like I was thinking, Korean action films. I thought there was going to be action and a, it was going to be acting and a plot. If it's just martial arts, I'm fine. It, I'm it, fine. With I'm that. just purely looking at the I cast. It looks that. like they just picked picked a star from every Asian country's like action stars. They just picked a guy from each of them. To Which play one of the need. characters, Which I was like, "Fuck, great! That's great!" Okay, <laughs> enough said. I've been convinced. Yeah, uh, I that's why I'm excited yeah. about okay. that. Right. I'm less excited just about a Mortal Kombat movie in general, but like, okay, all right. It's like that Marvel's gonna put out some movies this year too. Great. Which ones? I know TV shows. No, we're finally getting Black Widow, right? Wait, are they releasing that? Because I thought they were holding off. Maybe until 2022, where they could recoup some tickets. Yeah, I was. I. It looked like they were pushing all of that back at least till the end of this year. Cause that's been the big debate: Are people gonna be stupid like Warner Brothers and just giving out for free, or just hold all of that shit back, delayed, in order to like get some ticket sales? We're we're getting the Black Widow in the summer or like May or June. Okay. And then on Disney Shang- Plus, Shang Chi, the what is it, the Shang Chi? Yeah. And that's coming in the fall. Okay. And then, and then Spider Man Three, it comes in December. Yeah, but is that international or is that also gonna be local, like in the United States, or is that gonna be in theaters, or that will that be released in? Like digital distribution on yeah, I'm Disney not Plus. sure. I'm not sure how exactly it's going to be released. Uh, they might. I I would suspect Disney would try to do another Mulan move. If they do that, it's not going to be successful. I'm sorry. It's thirty bucks. And, and honestly, Warner Brothers is fine because I'm because they because we know next year is going to be all of their Batman's. Like they they can clear the deck because they've got traffic for 2022. Oh, and speaking of Batman stuff, uh, just randomly, because I've been going through all of the DC stuff that's available on HBO Max. I just finished Justice League Dark and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War before you came in. Apocalypse War is... Uh, by the way, we're gonna we're now probably going to transition to stuff that neither of you have seen, so just FYI. <laughs> uh, we have we homemade have salsa. Sure. Uh, yeah, living their lives. Like, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Uh, we're we're enjoying the sound of our crunch going on. So, right. so just uh, <laughs> briefly, I will say all of the stuff, the animated adaptations of the New Fifty Two stuff. But that's that's expected. I mean, yeah, Warner Brothers have really great animation studios. Yeah. Um, I will also say that uh, I think was Apocalypse War. Apocalypse War must have been R because there was a handful of. F bombs and yeah, curses. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. rated R. In that and people were getting ripped to shreds and dying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, the fact that like some of the dialogue is just Constantine hilarious. is pretty funny. I, I really so that you guy. know that that is so that's Matthew Ryan who plays Constantine. The in, TV, the TV show in the Constantine TV show that was briefly on Fox and also on Legends of Tomorrow. He is. Both in live live action and also voiceover, like he's like I hope if he ever if they ever have Constantine in the movies unless they resurrect the Keanu Reeves version, 
which is fine. Like Constantine with Keanu Reeves the movie. It was a good was movie. It was fun. It was totally fun. It uh, was a safe movie. It, it wasn't. It they was didn't a safe movie. put. They didn't try to be as authentic to yeah. the character. Uh, but Matthew uh, Reeves, I think it Reeves. It's Matt something. Um, he is so pitch perfect as Constantine that it's just like just have him in everything. <laughs> if you bring him back in the movie, if you bring him up in the movies, just have him play him too. Like he's so, like looks like him, sounds like him, pl- seems to be really enjoying playing the character, both in live action and doing voiceover. It's like he's just—he's a rare, really rare example of—and I think I've definitely said this before on the podcast about him—but he's a rare example of casting someone as a comic book. Uh, character where it's just like I don't know who else he would have gotten but he is so perfect yeah. like he's so on the nose the perfect person <laughs> to play that that it's just like like I I've almost I never I just wish they, they could do that in live action that yeah. would have allowed that show to prosper um, but yeah it was like was the fact that character. the fact that the show didn't succeed on Fox was not his fault it was the fact the fact that a Constantine show shouldn't have been on yeah. Fox it was on main Fox too it wasn't on FX it might have been a better show and also a much greater success had they put it I don't think when that actually if I don't remember correctly FX didn't even exist as a cable network when Constantine the TV show was on regular Fox. That show would have, they would have been able to get away with more. Like, the, putting it on a network Fox was just a mistake. Uh, but I think at that time, I mean, yeah, they didn't have the outlet. Didn't to, have the outlet, yeah. Uh, uh, to get it out through and then, digital. like, he was, he's fun on, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, but that's mostly because, like, he, he became one of the main characters, but it's because, like, that. That show's just goofy as shit. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff they can't do with him on that show, too, that they have him do in when they're doing the animated ones. Yeah, because that, that doesn't have that much constraints on it. They're more, they could do things more liberally as, you know, compared to like yeah. live action and shit that you require. Like, lots of sales. I think they just let the characters but, and but, but he, go but see, the, to directions that they the, want. The, the one issue I have with that is, yes, you can get away with more, especially in, like, scale, because the bud, you don't have yeah. to spend a huge amount on budget. Um, that being said, though, they did, like, basically, um, what is it? Uh, Justice League War. Not Apocalypse War. Like yeah. The, the Justice League War, which is like the new 52 adaptation of that, is basically the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League movie. Yeah. But it's better because it's written better. <laughs> like, like it's it's not just because it's, it's not just because it's animated. Not done by Zack Snyder is going to be yeah. Better. But that's like my thing. It's just like when people say, "I was like, well, it's animated." It's just like. Animated doesn't account for the fact that the writing is better in, a, in almost all of those. Almost all of them. Uh, it's significantly... Like, there's just character moments that, like, you just never got in the movies. They're shorter, which also helps a lot. Like, they just... They fit a lot more, sometimes to the detriment of it. Like, some of those I actually wish were, like, 
maybe two hours because they're all around an hour, hour 15, hour and a half. Like the the larger scale ones, I almost wish were a little longer so they could fit some well, more. Well, they did that with uh, Dark Knight. They split up into two movies. But yeah. Technically, it's like one very long sure. movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, typically, like when it comes to these animated films, I mean, two hours is really pushing it. An hour and a half is yeah. a good, yeah, yeah. good scale and good time frame for like a big budget animation project. Yeah. Uh, also, they were released years and years ago. The, there isn't a third movie, it's just a short that was done for stars, but the two, uh, they're available on HBO Max, the two Hellboy movies. Yeah, uh, the animated mentioned, movies. You just they were straight that, to DVD. They were straight that, to DVD. They were straight to DVD today. movies that came out. Yeah, um, I didn't know that they had some Hellboy stuff, so uh, I'll probably check that. Both out. of those movies are the short is like five minutes long. It's not as good, okay. uh, but yeah, the two the two animated movies are really good. Yeah, just like DC animated has like basically. Oh, and speaking of like HBO, I don't know if you guys have seen it, Insecure. Charlie. Have you been? Do you watch Insecure? I do not. I'm sorry. We put ourselves on mute so we could chomp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've just started watching it because I've heard good things about the show, um, and so far it's like I mean, Issa Rae is like gorgeous and she's mm-hmm. like hella funny and her writing and her comedy is just like on point. I've just loved that. So if you have not seen Insecure yet, get on that. It's really funny. Um, that's another thing I've I got I got distracted by other stuff that was on the network so I never actually I think I watched like the first two episodes and it it's just it's one of those things the only thing I can compare it to as far as like shows that I dug but I just haven't gotten back to yet is like Broad City is another one of those shows like I really dug it I have no real good reason aside from the fact that like you're sexist no, it's just aside from the fact that there's there's just like other genre shows that I wanted to watch and those ate up my time. Uh, I also I've I've been. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's not right. fair. Uh, and it's 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 only it's only not fair because there were there are, are there are also not enough genre films that are female led, uh, both in the creation and in the uh, and in like the fact that they're on yeah uh I there there are some shows there's uh I'm waiting for I actually there is a genre show it sounds like it's not good but it's actually I love the hell out of it. Uh, I have to preface this before I say it because when I say the name, you're gonna be like, "Really?" Uh, Winona Earp, the show on Sci-Fi, Winona Earp, uh, is actually really fun, and that's like a genre, like sci-fi, like fantasy show that's like all like women behind it. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, TV comedy and TV drama, I've just not been watching a lot of <laughs> in general. <clears throat> if it doesn't have, like, aliens or, like, undead people or some sort of fantasy or sci-fi element to it, I'm just, it's gone, all of those shows have gone on the back burner for me. Well, have you guys watched the fourth season of Big Mouth yet? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, that's the one that... They, I mean, cartoons are kind of the exception to that for me. Uh, yeah, Eve, have you finished... Did you finish the fourth season of Big Mouth? That yet? Oh, yeah, I did. I, yeah, I, I definitely did. So I'm, I'm, I'm still the outlier. Um, I was. I didn't realize how behind I was with Big Mouth, but... You're behind I'm, in everything, Rich. Yeah. Oh, you, really? Because... Have you watched uh, Raised by Wolves? I, yeah. I refuse to watch that. I'm sorry. Here's what I... I, I try to watch... I, okay, I I'm glad we brought this two up. Two episodes, I'm like, this is too Ridley Scott. It's too pretentious. I, I no, no, no. I, I'm glad we brought this up. Because Raised by Wolves has a lesser version of the, the big, huge problem that his Dark Materials has. Is that there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. There's a lot of potential there. The pacing of both shows is god awfully slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is slow. It's intentionally slow. Yeah. Uh, it's even more depressing for his dark materials because his dark materials. I love those books, and just the pacing of that. It's not even like that. What's happening, like story wise, is slow. It's just the way that they're they're executing it uh, is just yeah. There are parts of Raised by Wolves that are very inter- that are very cool and very interesting. It's, as you said, it's very Ridley Scott, which, as we all have learned by this point, is a very mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch? So did you watch the entire season? I am two episodes away from the end of the, the season. Okay. I'll yeah. try to get back on that because it definitely raises some interesting concepts. Um. Um, you know, it, there there's definitely parts, things, elements that uh, I could do without. Um, like it, there's strong references to like uh, the Crusades and just like just Christianity in general uh, and the atheists and, and all like that whole backstory. I could have done without, or I, I wish I wish it kind of was presented a little bit differently. I wish it was presented better. I will say, I will actually completely differ from you and say that that is one of the few things that's actually interesting about the show. That is actually uh, stuff that uh, that really Scott hasn't done to death. Because uh, the whole, like, android, android whose program has been changed... Android who used to be designed for war. Android's did. And it's like this is all ground that we've covered in Ali- in the Aliens movies and in Blade Runner. Uh, it's a lot of Ridley Scott in a sci-fi sense going back to the well, which is why it just kind of feels like a little bit of a, a retread. The religion, the fact that like the major conflict is between they're not Christians. Uh, they're actually, I don't know what the word for it, uh, but they, Yeah, yeah, they're not Christians, they're, they're, uh, Mithraics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mithraics, they, 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 um, they worship the sun. Sun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is very, I, I think it's an interesting choice that they're Mithraics. Uh, I don't know whether it works as well, that they're, but the fact that the central conflict is between, like, atheists like mil- militant atheists and militant like religious people is interesting but like i said it's the more you guys talk the more i don't give a fuck and i'm not gonna <coughs> this. 
season. It's fair. Uh, it's like, I was thinking about watching it and finishing it, and then the more you're talking, it's like, I don't want to watch this. You know? I mean, a lot of similar themes running through his dark materials as well. Uh, it, it's very, I, I will say, it's very high production value. Um, I, you, you can definitely see that they poured a lot of money into it. Yeah. Um, the way this, I will say this, the way the season one ended is bizarre as hell. Not um, a surprise. I'm, yeah, it, it's, I'm, I'm curious as to what, how they're going to... I will say one of the strongest things in the show is that the woman who plays Mother is amazing. She is. Both. No, yeah. I like both. The, the, the two leads. I yeah, think, I like those partners, characters. Yeah. They are fantastic. Yes. And I'm not saying that because Father drops a, a, a dad joke and a pun every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you repeat those fucking puns, that. I'm going to stab like, you. <laughs> even in the first scene, he just drops one. I'm like, oh, this is this Yeah. Um, don't repeat yeah. those puns. <laughs> Just don't. Charlie's looking at you. <laughs> don't fucking repeat those puns. It's, it's when, fine. When is a door not a door? Let's, let's not, please. I'm gonna please. Kill you. Let's, let's. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Charlie, I am not gonna that, No, no, no. No. I wish I. Charlie, do you have a rolled up newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> Swat him in the nose. Um, yeah, it's interesting, uh... You need to train him, alright? He's your boyfriend, train him well. <laughs> That's your job. You think he's trainable? <laughs> youth, youth, you don't understand, all day, every day, <laughs> But I was like, yeah, uh... So I will say two things about two shows that, that like the season ended of his dark materials. Uh, it picks up in the latter half of the season. Uh, the best part of that show is Ruth. I don't know if you guys know who Ruth Wilson is, uh, but I do know. Yeah, Eve knows. Eve knows. Yeah, she is. Mm -hmm. She is. If you ever watch Luther, that's that's like. Uh, oh. Did you ever watch Luther? Uh, she played, like, the, the serial killer that yeah. he's kind of in love the with? Sociopath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget exactly what her character was. She is, she is inc just incredible in general, but she's incredible on, she's, like, the best, every time she's on screen in His Dark Materials, it's like, you're, like, to be honest, riveted to the, the actors are great, the performance yeah. is great, yeah. it's, it's just, the, pacing the story is terrible. and the it's terrible. Uh, it makes you fall asleep. Uh, if you have not caught up with uh, Sabrina, I, I will it. say I will. What? I finished it. You finished it. Okay. Which, which also means you're done with the show. <laughs> spoiler! Uh, spoiler! <laughs> I really love the the callback to the '90s. Uh, that Sabrina. was. Oh, I love that. So, so I used to live a couple of blocks away from Caroline Rea, and I would see her. Really? Yeah. Uh, she would pop in when I used to go to Stand Up New York. She because she lived in the neighborhood. She would pop into Stand Up New York every once in a while. So just like seeing the two of them was that was a great episode too. Like I loved it. I thought it was. I was and not. Salem, baby. Uh, yeah. 
I th- yeah, I thought I wasn't gonna enjoy it. Or I, I was I was curious like okay how are they gonna play this and the way they executed it was really fun. I will say for anyone who's if you watch Sabrina if you're annoyed with her as a character as the main character you're gonna continue to be annoyed. You with her know as the what main you're character. getting with the yeah. show. You she will do things that makes no damn sense despite for the fact that for someone who's supposed to be clever she makes really stupid. Selfish decisions. But the whole like show is constant. about her. She never learns. Her mistakes. That's you know. It's like her 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 cousin is the only voice of reason that yeah. she always ignores. But you know, I just like to see how I she love calls him. Out of by her. the way, the guy who plays the cousin. And Rose, yeah, yeah, the character great, and the actor. He is I love a great him. character. Um, everyone's just great. Just everyone is amazing. Um, I would, Blackwell, um, the 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 villain. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Satan is. Satan is actually pretty awesome to deal with. So what I'll say is it's another example of, generally speaking, uh, where the rest of the supporting cast are maybe stronger than the oh, main character. I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah. that's a fact. Uh, I mean, you have a... Oh, God, what is her? The one we both love. Ross? Oh, uh, Michelle Gomez. Michelle Gomez. Just, you keep telling, I'll get her, we were discussing before how, like, anything that isn't, like, fantasy or sci-fi related has just been put on the back burner. I know I'm, it's going to be forever until I watch, uh, the, the Stuart, Flight Attendant? Flight Attendant, yeah. It's fun. It's a fun I will show. get to it. I, if, for no other reason than you said Michelle Gomez is on it, I just fucking love Michelle Gomez so much. Uh, I actually did really love, uh, what they do with Roz in this season. Uh, makes total sense. The fact that, like, you know, they called it a cunning because we were re- we were religious. religious or like religion. that alternate reality episode was like, wait, me? Get the boyfriend? You know, I just <laughs> yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, this was a, it was a satisfying end to this a show. Yeah. I felt like yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't, like, my, what I tell people is just like, the parts that are annoy you are still going to be annoying, and if that's what's been turning you off to the show, the last season isn't going to help you. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot I've of stuff that's fun in that last season. In a Korean binge, thanks to you, so thank you for Sweet Home. Um, really enjoying I that I show. I haven't watched... I haven't caught up with it yet. I don't um, even on watch at the first episode, episode five now. I'm wow, really you've gotten way farther than I have. And I'm also currently watching The Kingdom. Uh, that zombie the, movie that's set in feudal J- Korea or something? Possibly. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't gotten to that I, one yet. I, it's I, on, I added that to my list. It's just I I've enjoyed that. Word. Uh, so, yeah. A couple things, seasons that have ended, or shows that have ended. Uh, also, uh, comic wise, uh, uh, just bought the last two trades of Invincible and now I'm even more excited about that's coming in March to Prime. Prime, okay. Animated. Uh, it's so I'm like, watch that preview, that watch preview is so I, is so, so as someone who's read the comic book, like that preview gives you a, a good idea of what like the first But it holds back a lot. It's so yeah, it's so it's so low key for how crazy that sh- that show is gonna get, like that series gets. Okay. That I'm just like, that's the pro. Okay, okay, 
I'm starting to dig what, okay. what Amazon is doing with their TV shows. Yeah. Like with the boys now this. Um I think they're and that ghost um the one with Scott um Nick Frost and Oh truth. Truth Seekers, I enjoyed that. I enjoy that. Okay. We watch I'll have to get on that. You need to get on that. If you love those guys and what they're able to do with their uh, writing and their stories, do that. You won't be disappointed. Fair enough. Uh, I will say, so I will lend them to you, um, because we were both so, I'm sorry for bringing this up again, we were so both so depressed that sci-fi did not continue with Deadly Class. Started reading the comic book. I will How many issues is the comic book is eight trades, okay. and I believe that's it. I think it's just eight trades. I will say that already. So the first two trades, with a bunch of trades and let with a bunch of changes, unless it's stuff that they that happens way later in the series that they've made happen earlier on the show. Uh, the comic book is. Just as good, way darker, and way darker in the fact that it's more like, uh, did you ever see, what's that, the Korean film that is the... Old Boy? No, that is the kids, uh, who all have to... Battle Royale? Yes. Yeah. It's a lot more like Battle Royale than the show. Okay. Is I won't, I mean, you can guess why, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. It's, I'm just gonna tell you that it's a lot more like, ah, oh god, oh god, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's fucking great. Same, same tone, like eighties. You know, there's stuff that's they adapted. Like there's there's sequences on the show that were like that are straight from the comic book. Uh, like the uh, after he sleeps with Saya and he's like running down the street, like that whole sequence. That's right from the comic book. Uh, the entire Vegas trip is like almost a panel per panel adaptation on the show. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking great. So <laughs> I'll lend them to you. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, should get on that. And, of course, Hickman. Um, there's only so much that's available because a lot of that is coming out in trade now and they've just sold out. But, like, yeah, the Hickman X-Men stuff. Um, speaking of, like, comics, like, for my... Um, I... I teach after school and I've been trying to get kids to be at least aware of like more comic books so I do read comics to my kids sure. and I act them out as I do my <laughs> best. I always have fun whenever I do a Batman comic where I get to do Joker. You act it out? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I actually try to pretend like panel for panel, try to like get in, I do rehearse the voices, either for Wonder Woman, where I try to get all high pitched. For some reason, okay. Wonder Woman is a British can, woman. Can, can you can you give us some sample? I, I can't. I, I feel embarrassed. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, also, it might be a little difficult to do that on command. Yeah, and it's like I, I, I do <laughs> take like thirty minutes to like read through it and just like visualize or imagine like the sounds that either uh, Batman or Wonder Woman would be. So I've been doing Kingdom Come. And the kids are really engrossed about that, considering we've been talking about like some of the parallels with some of the characters with like the MAGA people, because there's some like crazy characters sure. and immigration and police brutality in terms of like how heroes are not doing the right thing. And um, I've I think Dead Man, I, I 
I, for some reason, I thought like high pitched New York accent and watching Justice League. You watch Justice League Apocalypse? Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, that, that I was, was not expecting that at all. I was, I was like, like, really? Was like, okay, that's an interesting that. choice. You yeah. know, so I've been like re-reading that to my kids and they've been really digging it and they've been seeing a lot of the parallels with what's going on. So I'm, I'm like really digging because this is what one of those books that's not overly violent, but they it do, it's a book that has a good story and a good lesson that the kids yeah. get and they were able to see the parallels with what's been going on within, you know, since the last year. And uh, yeah, they've been enjoying that. So that's been like my good news of... I, I, I would like to request in the future that I get to hear these voices, please and thank you. Um, I will do my best to try to record one session, and then uh, you will probably have to pr uh, promise not to distribute that online. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, uh, but yeah, I do. Uh, I enjoy that actually a lot. You know, just like, I'm not an actor, but I could be like a fake shitty actor, and the kids don't give a shit, because yeah. they, they just hear me having fun with this, and they have fun well, with Well, have you, have you ever listened to uh, uh, World War Z, the audiobook? No. So, have you ever read World War Z? No. I can recommend either, because there's a thing, so... Uh, Max Brooks, who wrote World War Z, by the way, if you haven't read World War Z, you should read World War Z, it's great. Uh, that being said, Max Brooks put in a tremendous amount of work into the audiobook, because when he was a kid, he was dyslexic. And so what his mother, who was, uh, oh, what's her name, because it's Mel Brooks, and help me out, somebody... Mel Brooks's wife. Mel Brooks. Mrs. Brooks. No. God, famous Is actress. She, oh, she's famous? Yeah. Mel Brooks has a wife. Mel Brooks Mel Brooks had a wife who was a very, very famous actress whose last name is not Brooks. Hold on, I'm going to Google this because it's bothering me that I can't remember this. Charlene Rich on my phone, so I can't touch that. Anne Bancroft. Oh, Anne he married her? He was married to Anne Bancroft. Wow. So, That's yeah. Uh, so when Max Brooks was a kid, he had trouble reading. So what uh, Anne Bancroft did is she got her and a bunch, because, of course, she's a celebrity, and, her, you know, dad is Mel Brooks. He's got a bunch of her friends, who are all famous actors, to record audio versions of all the books that he was supposed to read. And that's how he oh. was able to read books. So that was so emotionally important. This is a weird side tangent, but that was so emotionally important to him that when he was doing the audio version of World War Z, he just got like a murderer's row of like, not just like great actors, but also just great voice actors. I mean, the one that's going to stand, you'll recognize a bunch of the voices, but the one that will stand out to us as super nerds is you're going to tell, you're going to go, you're going to hear one of the voices go, that's Mark Hamill, isn't it? And of course, yeah, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> Who is my inspiration for my Joker every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, so yeah, uh, that made me think that because like that's actually like a, that's a whole like sub-industry <laughs> Audible. That's how Audible makes a lot of their, you know, monies or how they're able to hire us. Like I know, I know someone who worked for Audible doing 
who took voiceover uh, acting lessons so that she could get a job at Audible. Because mm-hmm. Audible just, there's so many books and they just, they can't afford to pay like celebrities to read all of them. Yeah, I mean, after time. doing all of this since last summer, I've like, I really enjoy, I mean, I'm not an actor. And yeah. I, I, I've come to realize you need range yeah. to be an actor to do any form of voice acting. Voice is acting is a whole so separate, you know, that's why, like, when, you know, and you and I both know this very well, but, like, all those voiceover actors are just, like, ridiculously versatile, and, like, it's a whole separate kind of acting from acting on camera. So, yeah, and when you brought that up, I was like, oh! <laughs> I've, I've, I've respected even more, and if, if I ever quit teaching or if I'm doing, like, a side gig, that is definitely something I'd like to do, just, like, Take voiceover classes. Wait, you and I, you and, and I both will take voice um, acting classes. I would love to do. I would because that is that is fun. A voice that demands to be recorded. I mean, it, it's like it's fun. I mean, just getting into the characters, practicing. How how does a storm sound? She was a queen, so yeah. it has to be high. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a bass, so I have to go high pitch or some shit like that. You know, or like you know, if I'm trying to do like a. Uh, Joker. Joker is definitely my is Mark Hamill. So like, yeah, you know, you have a model. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have and a sometimes model. Sometimes high pitch, but also very menacing. I that was just it's just coming up with these different voices do you, do you, is fun. Do you, do you to try? Do. do you try to do what? Do you try to do bat? So what? You don't have to do it. But which Batman do you do? Because you're you're not. Oh god! Now I'm trying to. I'm not Kevin Conroy. It's not. I was just like, are you gonna try no, to do Kevin Conroy? Because no, I just. <laughs> well, with Batman, it's just like I'm angry all the time. Sure. You know? So it's like a, lot, a little deep like so this. So you're not you're not doing no. Christian Bale. No. Batman. No. No. <laughs> you do Batman. I, no, no. God no. God no. Although I'm just if I do get into a Batman book and there's Bane, I'm gonna try to do a Tom Hardy Bane. Yeah. That's my goal yes. to do a Tom Hardy. Not Bane. just a Tom Hardy Bane. You <laughs> try to do the, the Bane from. Uh, <laughs> Blow you off. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like that shit is like, and seeing the kids, they're like really excited, just like. They're not only into the stories, but just seeing into the performance, you know, no matter how stupid I am. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, finally, you know, the kids don't mind just, you know, watching something aimlessly on social media or on the screens. It's just like, you know, reading a good story, getting involved in that, and they're enjoying a performance at the same time. Sure. You know, getting these kids indoctrinated. Hopefully they get into comics, you know, later on, but I'm glad that they're enjoying I mean, comics are a fantastic, uh entryway thing to storytelling and reading like they always have been uh despite like the you know the whole anti-comic you know the whole thing in the 50s you know frederick wortham and all that but but for years for decades now you know going back i don't know how long it's like yeah comics have always been like the entryway point for both people who are into storytelling and people and just kids who aren't interested in reading necessarily it is the like gateway um it also i find it helps that like if there's like uh the better the artist writer collaboration i like the better the comic book almost it's like the easier it is 
like there there are artists who can do have entire issues or have entire things where there's no there is nothing to read you're reading the images but they're like there's such good visual storytellers that you don't need it as like some of the best books are of course like you know where the collaboration between the two is I mean I would say it's just Every everything Brian K. Vaughan has ever been involved with is, is that and he has a really great relationship with his artists. Yeah, you know, um, Pia Guerra, um, whoever is responsible for Saga. I know, did. So heard. I had her name, and then as soon as you said that, uh, her name left me. Oh God, it'll come to me. And yeah, because yeah, he mentioned um, that he's had amazing relationships. You know, that that's the reason. Fiona Staples. Yes. Uh, yeah. She's amazing. I mean, there's just, like, I would say, like, the same uh, for, and a lot of times, especially on the image books, the the artist and the writer, even if the writer's done more stuff, are co-collaborators on it. Like, uh, on Invincible, Cory Walker and Robert Kirkman were equally responsible for Invincible, and then later on the book, when Cory Walker couldn't do the art anymore, it's Ryan Otley and Robert Kirkman were, like, equally responsible uh even though it's such a huge tv show now i think it, yeah we definitely have talked about this before uh even, i think it was even the last episode it's just like charlie charlie adlard and robert kirkman on walking dead like that book would have not have been as success as it was and maybe wouldn't have even become a tv show if it wasn't the two those both of those people i'm of course robert kirkman but like both of those people working on that book is why that show is the the genesis for why that show is as successful as it was um so yeah right. oh i also highly recommend if you have not checked it out lupin on netflix Who? lupin, oh, lupin. It, oh. it's a french heist tv show based yeah. on the book Arsene lupin which is not that show got me started in uh, reading. Yeah, it right is now. also the what the what the anime is based on as well. Wait, there's an anime as well. Lupin the Third is also oh. an adaptation. They're they're all of them are based originally on that on whatever but the French story. Yeah. Yeah, Lupin the Third, the anime is is it is much in the way that Lupin on Netflix is. They're both like loose adaptations of or inspired by that character. I mean, it's a, it's a fun show. It doesn't do anything different, you know, but it's like a good escapist TV show. Minority characters, minority actors, I'm all for that. And, you know, it's in French, you know, and the guy knows how to wear Jordans. So his shoe game is on point. So um, check it out. It's the part one ha is out. Hopefully part two comes out soon. I don't know when. Um, but it's yeah. a really good show, and I was like, really oh, oh, yeah. And did we discuss last time? Did we discuss Warrior? Because I finished Warrior. I did not finish it. I'm taking my time. With oh, okay. I'm, I I finished. I know, Warrior. Did you enjoy it? It's super fun. Yeah, that's what I love. That Warrior is a martial arts, I guess, TV show on yeah. HBO with some yeah. of the with the lead, I guess, bad guy. Is from the raid yeah. movies and the martial arts is fu is amazing. It's it's show. a show, so it's a great. It's so it was originally a Cinemax original show. Skinemax. And well, here's the thing: there are, it I is a it is very it is very Cinemax <laughs> that show. 
uh, both for the nudity and the violence level. It is, it's so, it's so cinematic. And also the fact that it's also very, even though Tarantino isn't behind it, it's very Tarantino. Yeah, you're right. It um, does have that Because flair. it's spaghetti western. It does have Spaghetti that western flair, yeah. music. The fact that, like, the, the theme is like spaghetti western music, and then the end of the show is always, like, Chinese hip-hop or sometimes Chinese gangster rap, which is interesting. Uh, the, my one criticize, criticism of the show is that, like, you're, it's all supposed to be Chinese people in, in San Francisco, and they just kind of cast every, just, how many Asian actors can we find? And they just cast whatever Asian nationality is the actor. They just cast them all as Chinese. It was like, all right, a little bit. Just because I'm hyper aware of that, because, you know, uh, my friend Justin, I've become, like, really aware of that, is just, like, as soon as I saw the main character, I was just like, he's not Chinese. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys, all Asians don't look the same. And I was just it's like, you clearly cast a guy of Japanese descent as a Chinese person. And I was like, now you clearly, but I was like, I'm pretty sure you cast a, a, J- a Japanese guy of Japanese descent as a Chinese guy. And I looked at I Googled him, and I was just like, he's a blah, blah, and Japanese descent. And I was like, yep. <laughs> The guy Joe Taslim is from Indonesia. Like, yeah. uh, there you have Vietnamese Clearly actors. Clearly, does not look Chinese, but oh well. Yeah, yeah, you have Vietnamese actors. You have Dustin Nguyen, who I love, by the way. I don't know if you're familiar with. Him. He's been in a whole shit ton of stuff. The guy who plays the leader of the 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 Mongols, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been in a million things. Uh, so yeah, that was my one like. This is like so it just. It was a show to get... It, and it, it also kind jobs. of just... It's just kind of like... Also very Cinemax. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, that being said, like... My argument about... You know, the central thing that was wrong with Iron Fist... As far as like... You can get away with so much... In an action martial arts show... If you just have really... Fun... Fight sequences... This is way so better much of than it, Iron yeah, Fist. it's so much better. But the acting but like, sucks. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, not it's, great. No. no, all of them are just as bad. Probably better than. The no, they're bad. They're better. Because a handful of the a handful of the actors on, on that show are actually really good. Most of the main people aren't, um, and that's because a lot of the main people are primarily action stars and not primarily actors. Uh, the guy who plays. Uh, the Deal Maker. He's another Asian uh, Chinese actor who's just been around for. He's been in everything. Like if you go in his ID, uh, I'm drawing blank on his name. The one who plays both sides. Yes. Okay. He's great. Uh, but also again, that's like guys who've just been. They're just been in everything. And the woman who runs a whorehouse. I've she's seen she's great too. Things. Yes, she's, she's also too. good actor. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like of course, like the main guys aren't gonna be great because they're not being cast they're because they're good. they're not yeah, yeah they're not being cast because they're great actors they're being cast because they can do really awesome action sequences. Um, yeah, so it was yeah, it's super fun, <laughs> and I think that's in it for the nerd stuff. If only because some of the things we haven't all you haven't watched the latest two episodes of the yeah, series, I, so we're gonna I have to bitch, hold off yeah. on that. Have either of you? I, I realize that either all of you are going to want to throw a shoe at me, uh, but have either of you watched Tenet? 
I want to. Uh, Jamie and I are gonna watch it pretty soon. We were. Yeah, there was a plan a lot earlier, and, and then I, you know, had the whole thing where I mar- I, you know, got scared with our. We could still do that. I mean, we could still do that. Yeah, it would just. It was. It was. We were supposed to do it like a week ago, and then I. I didn't get sick, but I thought I was sick, so it didn't happen. Uh, but I definitely want to watch that. Yeah. So we'll have to table that for next time as well. Take, take your time with it. Uh, I, I I watched it at home once, and then I watched it with Charlie the second time. And when I watched it with, with Charlie, it was the same day I finished watching... Wonder Woman, and I really needed a palate cleanser to just, you know, just really, uh... What did you think, Charlie? Because I know Rich is biased. He'd suck uh, Christopher Nolan's dick. So, uh, what do you, what did you think? Good or bad? <laughs> Plot summary. Christopher Nolan, in a desperate attempt to win his father's affection, makes a really complicated movie to show how clever he is. Again? His father does not agree. Okay. Okay, so... I will say this. Apparently, you both disagree. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Rich, Charlie, has Rich been lobbying you to love this movie? Huh? Has Rich been lobbying you to love this movie? No. Hey, I mean, listen, I was interested in seeing it, right? Like, I, I was, I was very excited, you know, when before COVID, when knowing that it was coming out and thinking I wanted to see it, but then like. He was really jazzed, and I was like, all right, let's watch it. And then as the movie progressed, you know what? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> well, well, we'll just get, well, we, will, we will table this and discuss it at a later right. date. Yeah. To, Charlie's, to Charlie's credit, she, you know, she, did, she did watch the whole thing. <laughs> no, I feel like that's not a selling point. <laughs> she finished it from beginning to end. That's that's good job, champ. Rich, the way you the way you phrase that implies that just being able to finish the movie is in itself, in and of itself, an accomplishment. <laughs> So, so just so you know, I felt the exact same way about The Irishman, where I'm just like, the, if you can finish that whole movie, that in itself is a good accomplishment. And we, we went to see that one in theaters. Yeah. That's, that's a slog. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, did you guys see the George Clooney movie that he put out around Christmas on the Netflix? Midnight the Midnight Sky. I have Sky. not. I enjoyed it. So I, like I So Rich is mocking me because I took a nap um, after like the first twenty minutes, but I told him exactly how the movie was gonna end. No, this is true. This is true. We 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 watched it too, and, and okay, so we watched that one late at night, like around yeah. it was probably around eleven or midnight or so, and we were both tired. But I wanted to check it out, and we put it on, and we watched like like 20, 25, 20 minutes into the movie, and Charlie just basically figured out exactly what was going on it's quite simple going, yeah what was going on to to Clooney's character uh specifically around the child and then she proceeds to just sleep the rest of the movie and then wakes up at the end and she's like yeah I told you so <laughs> <laughs> so 
some point, though I was still in my own home while it was happening, and I was just like, I'm going to work on my grocery list because that's because that's a good use of time. So, and I and so I just like put my groceries together. Did Tenet is is unapologetically made to be polarizing, um, and Nolan doesn't give a shit if you if you like it or not. Um, but he's not. No, okay. It's not. It's not that made to be polar. Maybe Tenet is made to be polarizing. But you want to talk about polar? Uh, what's his name? Who did like Welcome to Dogville? And I'm drawing uh, a blank. Um, his name. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Like that's a guy who makes movies because he wants them to be polarizing. Like. <laughs> Nymphomaniac and, and, and the... Well, no, he didn't make... Well, no, he didn't do... The uh, not well, but welcome to... What did I say? Lawrence welcome. Von Trier? Lawrence Von Trier. Yeah, Lawrence Von Trier makes movies to, like, provoke people. <laughs> like, he doesn't give a shit whether you like the movie or not. Like, it's... Him and... Him and, and what? Line up to be in his movies. Yeah, well, I will say like the similarity between him and 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 Christopher Nolan uh, is they know they're going to be doing something that is different and original in a way that no no other director or writer will give them in their is doing currently. Like, they're going to be doing something that they probably have never done in their career. Uh, I think that's why... Uh, I, I, I will be eager for you guys to see Tenet, and I'm almost hesitant to share, like, why I found it so sure. frustrating. Because I don't want to take away from that. Sure. Um, it, it It's one of those times where I feel like... He's so clever, he confused himself. That's fair. And and then proceeded to continue with the movie. It it is ambitious, and and you will appreciate the movie more the more you watch. The more more times you watch it, you'll you'll definitely pick up more... uh, I'll take your word for it. More each time. Sure. But uh, give it a chance. All right, I'm going to... We can continue to talk. I'm just going to press stop on the recording.